Hi, my name is Carliana, and you're listening to CE Over It. Hi guys, and welcome to another episode. This is gonna be a fun one. This is an episode that we've never done anything like before. This is gonna be just kind of like a collection of thoughts and things that are on my mind, things that I have recently like changed my business in my life, like things that I've been thinking about, but I don't necessarily wanna like dedicate an entire episode to. So there's gonna be like some hot takes in here. There's also just gonna be like random things where I'm like, why is no one talking about this? TikTok trends, like it is gonna be a whole, just like throw up of everything that Carly's brain has been going through. So I'm excited to throw up all over you guys. It's going to be a fun, it's going to be a fun one. We're going to range from everything from inspirational. I don't really consider myself an inspirational person, but we we are going to touch there. Inspirational advice, things that have helped me, mindset pieces that have helped me to just anything else. Okay. So let's get into it. But before we do, we're going to do what I'm now calling this new segment of the show, (laughs) the realities or like reality. Because again, I want to be really honest and upfront with you guys about like the realities of running a business, what it looks like, how it affects my daily life, what it actually looks like. You know, people always talk about, oh my gosh, like I hit this much revenue. It's like, okay, like what does that actually mean? Like what does the day-to-day stuff look like? And so I want to be more present and up to date on those updates with you guys. You really liked the end of the year recaps where I did that. So I'm going to try at the beginning of every episode, kind of give you like a little mini update about what's been going on. Okay. So we're first going to start with the realities and then we're going to go get into the books that I've been reading, which I have to talk about this one book. I know I was going to talk about the shows today, but I just finished a book that I have to talk about. Okay. First realities. Okay. Updates. Updates with my life and with business and stuff. So last month or last week, I talked about kind of how January and February have been rough. And I feel like I'm kind of just starting to get out of that. Like just kind of like we're still in this phase where if our business where we're still spending a lot and we're, we haven't seen the, the reward, like <laughs> the reward of that, I guess, or just seen that money come back yet. This happens every January, February. We invest a lot into our business. Like we hired two new people. Plus we invested in this like, program that's like literally like $4,000 a month. So it's a lot. Like we just doubled our expenses pretty much. And now we're trying to get our business to keep up with those expenses. Like it's fine. So normally we like our expenses to be around 40% of our revenue. And right now it's more like 60%. So I say we doubled our expenses. We really didn't. It's more like 60, 65, which is fine. But again, not ideal trying to get that down. And it's just taking a lot of troubleshooting. Things just move slower. And, you know, we try something out, takes a few weeks for it to like work through and see if that was actually effective. And we try another thing. Like I feel so confident in our ability to figure things out. And I know our goals are capable and we're going to get there. It just sometimes feels like such a slow process. But I have to remind myself that I, I'm grateful for these slow periods and that it's not like hustle go or die type of thing. And that our team, you know, I'm not the one trying to do everything. And so I'm I'm grateful to have that problem rather than the, you know, a different problem that I had like three years ago where it was like, okay, I could test strategies and do different things really quickly, but it was always all on me and I had no team to rely on and the rewards were always a lot smaller. You know what I mean? 
So it's it's been it has been good. Um, another thing that I have been kind of going back and forth about talking to you guys about that we've been kind of that just happened recently that I was like, do I share this on the podcast? Do I not? Because I want to talk about it with you guys because it's truly something that we've never encountered before and it's been a really interesting thing going through. I've learned a lot, but it feels really scary to talk about. So I decided I am going to talk about it with you guys because, yeah, it feels really scary and vulnerable to talk about this thing that happened last month or not last month, a few weeks ago. But I want to be very, very open about what's actually going on in our business. So I just want to preface this with, hi, I'm really scared to talk about this. This feels really, really vulnerable for me, especially because it's, um, I feel like anytime I talk about things like this, it always could like, I always like fear that like it's true. You know what I mean? Anytime. Okay. (sighs) This is not making sense. Also, I've like recorded this part like seven times trying to like accurately tell you and describe how I'm feeling about this situation because I still feel like I'm processing this in my mind as well. And so I don't quite have all the answers yet. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on. No, I do know what's going on. But like, I just am still processing even how I'm feeling about it. I feel like in six months, I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's why. Here's what's going on. But again, I want to give you more live up to date stuff. So I'll just get to the chase. What actually happened? So Okay, so just a few weeks ago, we had to have someone exit the 10K Girl Gang program a little bit earlier than expected and left on a very sour note. They were not happy when they exited 10K GG. were very, very upset. And that was really, really hard because, one, we've never had that happen before. We've been doing 10K GG for two years now, and we've never had someone be so openly like, wow, this is the worst, blah, blah, blah. And just, you know, kind of be a little bit mean and a little bit manipulative. It's generally like a really, it's a pretty intimate program. Like I know every single woman who's in the program. I know them well because, I mean, because I'm not just like helping these women. It's not just like another branding client that I'm taking on. Like I feel like I get to know these women so much more because we have weekly phone calls where we talk about very intimate problems and struggles that they're dealing with and we brainstorm on that. It's a very open group. We also have a chat that we talk in the group like every single day. So I'm chatting with the girls every single day. And like with that chat, you can like one-to-one chat me. So I'm like one-to-one chatting with a lot of the women in the group as well. So I, I feel like I very intimately know every single one of the women in the program, like the women that at least show up and are there. I know really well and I have like a good relationship with. And so having one person not have a good experience with, it just feels really weird. I've had this with branding clients before where, you know, they leave and they're not happy. I think we've all had that experience. And if you haven't, you will soon, I promise. But having this with a coaching client, it's it's really weird. And I'm still, again, trying to process those feelings. And I think it's been hard as I'm trying to like put my thoughts together. I think it's been hard for a few reasons. One is I did know this person pretty well, but also two, the reasons why they were upset were, this is both a comforting fact and also not a comforting fact. They just like weren't valid. (laughs) And I say that like with the most, I don't know, like love in my heart. Like I don't ever want to like invalidate someone's feelings, but I feel like there's a difference between being like, I want to validate your feelings, but like, I don't know if the reason why you're feeling those feelings is necessarily because of me. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't doubt that you are struggling right now and that this is a really hard time right now and you're upset, but is this necessarily like my fault? I don't think so. Actually, I know it's not. So I'm not going to explain like what happened and everything, but like, because there was this like falling out and stuff and then it ended up like, oh, this is the worst program, blah, 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 blah. But the weird, just the most bizarre part about it was just like, yeah, the things that they were upset about just like weren't true. Like that I wasn't helping them when I begged them to, you know, come to one-on-one calls and to come to these calls and their turn-in workbooks so I could help them. Or saying, you know, the course never covers this, 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 or the course says this, this, this. But then I have like separate messages and emails saying that they only went through 20% of the course. And every time I asked them, I was like, they had, or every time they had a question, I mean, and I was like, well, have you done this? Have you done that? Have you gone through this part of the course where this answers your question? She's like, no, I haven't. And so, <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, okay, wait, so you're saying the course isn't right for you, but also you like you, you're not going through the course or like you're saying I'm not helping you, but like you won't get on a one-to-one call with me or show up to the calls. And you're saying that, you know, this thing's happened, but it's like, but it didn't. So I don't know, you know, I don't know how to help people that won't let me help them. Do you know what I mean? And that, and that overall too, is the second reason why it was just so sad and frustrating for me is because the last thing that I said to this person was like, I'm just genuinely so sad that like, it ended on this note and that I couldn't help you more because, and this goes for all clients and every relationship that we have, like you can't take full responsibility for what happens in a relationship. You know what I mean? Even with your clients and stuff where they are expecting certain results, it's like I can show up and I can do my job the best that I can, but I can only show up and do my job the best that I can if you provide me with the tools to do that. If you let me help you, like if you're not going to show up or turn things in, that's just how it goes. Unfortunately, like I can't do anything. Reminds me of that like dumb little proverb where it says like you can lead the horse to the trough or a water bin. I don't know. What do you call that? What's the word for the container of water that horses drink out? <laughs> like you can lead the horse there, but like you can't force the horse to drink. And it's just, it's hard to remind yourself of that where you just literally can't, you can't help people that don't want to be helped. And it makes me genuinely a little bit sad. And so processing that, it's just been weird, but I wanted to be open and honest with you guys about it because those moments can feel really, really lonely, super, super lonely. You feel like I'm the only person in the world that is having this negative experience. Like everyone else is sharing these positive reviews or has never dealt with it crazy client or a manipulative person, you know what I mean? Like something's wrong with me. Something is wrong with me. And I want you to know that you're not alone and you're not crazy. Everybody really does deal with things like this. I can't think of one person who hasn't had a really hard experience working with another person, especially when it's like in a coach client relationship, any client relationship, honestly, coaches, brand designers, photographers, We all have moments like that. Everyone, I mean, we have two whole episodes of gaslighting and manipulating and just nightmare client stories. And it just, sometimes it just feels good to know I'm not crazy, I'm not alone. And luckily I had a team to help me and like, and I was able to talk to my husband where I was like, wait, am I crazy? Am I the villain here? Like, tell me where I can improve. With this whole situation too, I'm not saying that I wasn't in the wrong in any place or time. 
there's definitely places where I could have improved. I'm always, imp- I'm always trying to improve, but again, it's just, it's just good to be validated. It's good to know like, okay, I'm not that crazy. I'm not an evil, horrible person. Like this person is telling me, you know what I mean? So if you're listening to this and you're feeling alone or you're dealing with a difficult client, I'm right there with you. And I'm so, so sorry. I'm sending you all the love and hugs that I possibly can. Okay, now let's get into <laughs> moving on from the realities, which is kind of a bummer. That was actually a reason why I called it realities because I was like, I want to share this because I want to give you guys updates on things that have been happening. But like, I don't want it to just feel like I'm like complaining or like I'm talking, you know, bad about people or whatever. Because I truly do want the best for this person. And I want to share this experience without, you know, ragging on this person because I think she's she is a wonderful person. But I also need to share this experience because I do think it's important to share, again, the realities. And that's just the reality of the situation. No, it's not ideal, but it is the reality of just like what I'm going through. So I'm going to try and just be really honest with the reality of the situations. Not like that I haven't been, well, I cannot talk, but the reality is going forward in this segment. Okay, now let's get into snacks and tracks. Okay, I know this podcast is going to be coming out so late to the game, but if any of you guys have read Crescent City. Please DM me. DM me and tell me your thoughts and your theories because I am going crazy right now trying, oh my gosh, with the last hour of the book. Okay, and let me recap really quick. For those of you who don't know this book or this author, oh my gosh, you have to read it. So Crescent City is the same author from Akatar, A Court of Thorns and Roses, which you guys know by now, I am freaking obsessed with, and Throne of Glass, okay? Some of my two favorite fantasy books, I love, love, love them. Do I think that they're the best fantasy books out there? No, but do I love them for just how easy to read and how much I love the characters and the world just like sucked me in? Yes, I love them for that. Anyway, she has a third book called Crescent City. It's a little bit more of a modern, it's almost like a murder mystery. I've heard people on TikTok almost like refer to it like it's pretty much like a fan fiction of Zootopia, which I hope that actually sounds appealing to you because I, as I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, I don't think I'm like doing the best job of actually convincing you to read the book. But anyways, it's like this like modern fantasy murder mystery with all these different characters, like not characters, but like types of fantasy people. There's like angels, there's like demons, there's uh, like werewolf things, there's fae, there's so many different kinds. I, I'm not, I know I'm not even naming half of the people or like types of creatures or species or whatever that live in there. And the first book is good. Love all the romance in there. I love the tension. The murder mystery plot was not my favorite. Like it was good, but like it didn't, the plot didn't keep me there the whole time. And with the second book, I definitely did not really like the plot. I was telling my friend Nicolette from Isidore and Augustine, we talk about books all the time. I was like, I feel like there is so much going on, but also nothing going on at the same time. And it's really pissing me off that it's doing both of those things, which it totally is. But, 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 but by the end of the second book, because I listened to Audible the last hour of that book redeemed the entire second book. It was freaking wild. Like the way everything tied together and there's still so many plot holes that I'm like, oh my gosh, the third book and fourth book are going to like tie it together so much better than I can even realize. I'm just so excited because 
I, I, again, I have so many theories and so many questions too, but guys, that last hour is so freaking good. And I'm only, I'm only going to say this, this is not a spoiler. It's kind of a spoiler. Like, okay, if you don't want to be spoiled at all, don't listen to this next part. Skip ahead like two minutes. But if you do just like want kind of why it's freaking awesome and, but you'll still be like shocked and surprised by this next part, you can listen. Okay. By the end, it turns into like a freaking Marvel universe. All the characters from her two other books start coming into play. I'm not going to tell you how or why or what anything, because you'll still be shocked. But just know the three books are starting to get intertwined by the end of the second book of Crescent City. Like, oh, I've never seen a book do this. And I'm so freaking excited to see it happen and to see so many other plots from those two books that I already love come into play. So very excited about that. And the snack. It's not honestly world changing at all. It's a really dumb snack. And I'm a little embarrassed to say this is the snack that you need to get on, but it's just guacamole and chips, just guacamole and chips. I've been obsessed with it lately. I don't know what to tell you. I think it's like a weird pregnancy thing because I've been eating like a whole avocado every single day, probably more honestly, because I have avocado toast in the morning. And then in the afternoon, I have some homemade guac. And then I will say these chips make the chips and guac a lot better. They're from Costco and they're called, what are they called? They just look like they come in like a regular tortilla Costco bag, but they're like a jalapeno lime flavor. And oh my gosh, it tastes like a Dorito. Doesn't it taste like a, a tortilla chip? It almost tastes like a, tor- uh, a Dorito type of chip that is like perfect for dipping in your guac. Imagine a jalapeno lime flavored Dorito. <laughs> And that's what this chip is. You can get them at Costco and it's so freaking good in my guacamole. That is the snack that I'm recommending. Okay, I keep thinking back to what I shared during the reality section. And guys, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope I explained that situation in a way that was positive and was helpful and made sense even because again, I'm still processing my feelings. This is like one of the dangers of giving you really live <laughs> updates on my business is some of the things that I'm sharing, I'm like, I don't quite know like why that happened. I don't know how I feel about it. And I'm interested to see how things are going to play out more. So danger, danger. But I hope you give me a little bit of grace with explaining that situation. Anyways, let's move on to the topic of today. Okay, so how this podcast is going to go is I'm literally just going to start like spewing stuff up and I'm going to be like, this is something I want to talk about. This is another thing I want to talk about. It's going to be all over the place, but it's going to be freaking good. Okay. First thing that I want to talk about that has been on my mind for three months is this thought or this like idea, I guess, that I came across during Mariah causes. She had this little, that's part of the mastermind I'm in, uh, her new architecture of abundance one. And they had this like welcome call where we went over mindset and goal setting stuff. And one thing that was talked about, and this is back in December again, that has still been sitting with me about mindset was just this idea of our limiting beliefs are not actually limiting beliefs. Okay, let me explain, because I know that doesn't really make sense. So there was someone who had a question about, or like said a comment or something about how they're frustrated about their limiting beliefs and how they just continue to fall back on them. 
And I know I felt like that where I'm like, oh my gosh, why did I believe this again? Or like, why I feel guilty about believing them sometimes. And I feel bad for my past self that I even let myself get there. And I don't remember if it was Mariah or her team that said this, but it seriously changed how I look at limiting beliefs. And she said like, and she was talking about how limiting beliefs come at a time and a place that are going to serve us. Limiting beliefs are not actually limiting. They're only limiting because we're choosing them to be limiting. But those beliefs, they're there for a reason, right? They're there to help us. They are survival instincts that are trying to protect us and keep us safe. And so for you to say like, oh my gosh, this limiting belief is so dumb and I wish I didn't believe it. It's like, Maybe now you want to choose that that is a limiting belief and you don't want to believe that anymore, but you can't get frustrated at yourself that you had that limiting belief once because we all have different circumstances and we all have different realities that we're growing up in and surrounding ourselves with. And we need to just let ourselves like be okay with that. Be okay with being different. Your reality is not my reality and we're going to have different beliefs that protect us from that. So for example... I have a lot of money scarcity because of how I grew up. I freaking love my parents, but we always were just drilled into our heads about, you know, oh my gosh, we don't have money. We don't have money. Even though we always did have money. Like I was never in a situation where I couldn't pay for something or I had to like not get new clothes. Like we were very well off and totally fine. Like we weren't rich, but we were fine all throughout our lives and we're never in any financial crisis. But this just idea of like, oh my gosh, we don't have money. We don't have money, but then we actually do. was just like pounded into my head. And so even though like now we have money, I still am like, but do we have money? But do we have money? Do you know what I mean? But that idea really did protect me for a time. Like when I was first married and I really didn't have any money, And we just had a couple hundred dollars in our bank account. It was just me and Leiden. He wasn't working and I was the only one bringing money in. This idea that like I need to make money and we are in survival mode was a reality of our situation. It wasn't just like a limiting belief. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, oh my gosh, you just need to believe that you can make more money. It was like, no, we actually don't have any money. And I'm 18 years old, so I'm not really sure how I'm supposed to get money. Like that is just, again, a reality of the situation And that belief was from a reality of that situation. Does this make sense? But now I'm in a different reality. I'm in a different situation where I can choose to not believe that. But the key there is like, I get to decide when my beliefs are limiting or when they're serving me. And I get to choose when to change that, which is really, really powerful. And so I'm not getting upset at myself anymore for like having limiting beliefs or believing something that I want to change because that served me for a time. It was great. It was awesome. It had its time, its era to to thrive. And now we're just going to switch gears a little bit. And we're going to go into some maybe some neutral thoughts or some positive thoughts and just change the game because I do have that power. And wow, I thought that was just so freaking lifting and just I feel like I could free myself after I heard that. I don't know if that's going to be helpful for anyone else, but that's something, again, I I wanted to talk about with you guys because I have literally been thinking about that since December, since Mariah brought that up. And it's come up again and again and again. And again, I think it's because so much of January, February has been 
so freaking hard. And we're really in a time where I'm like, hey, we're investing and we're scaling and we're making these big investment moves. And holy freaking crap, it's scary. But like taking those scary thoughts and saying, you know what, that's fine. I realize those scary thoughts are there for a reason, but I'm moving on from that. Here's what I want to choose instead. (laughs) It's been freaking awesome. So I hope that helps somebody. Okay, next thing that's not quite as serious, but I need to talk about this. I am dying to talk about this. If you follow me on TikTok, you've heard me talk about this a little bit because I posted it to my friends only, which means I was confused about this. This is why I'm explaining it. When you post to friends only, it means only your followers can see. So like it doesn't go out into the For You page, which, yeah, sometimes I just want... Some people on TikTok could be just idiots. And so I want to make sure... (laughs) Things like this only go to my friends. Not like this is a hot take or anything, but I could just see some people getting offended by this. Like, I don't know. Anyways, okay. I don't understand how nobody is talking about this. ASMR on TikTok. ASMR. I didn't even know what ASMR was before I got on TikTok. But now, every time I open that stupid little app after 8 p.m., just live after live after live of people with long nails like going like this into the micro their fluffy microphones like making these nail clicking noises with their long fingernails and then they're whispering into the microphone like this and they're like this is a beaded necklace from the glass station down my street by the way and then they like bring in their del taco crunch wrap and they're like and they like crunch that into the micro in the microphone and they're like isn't this just so soothing and then they do that for another three minutes i don't understand how no one is talking about this this is truly giving me nightmares and it's starting to haunt me i hate going on tiktok after 8 p.m it's driving me nuts and every time i'm like i'm not interested i'm not interested and i still just get so many lives about it you guys please tell me i'm not the only one that feels this way and i'm just so shocked that no one is talking about this yet because it's driving me crazy okay i just had to say that out there Next one that I wanted to talk about. Where is it? Where is it? Where are my thoughts? I collected all my thoughts onto a Google Doc. Okay, here's another thing. This is going back to being a little bit inspirational. Again, something that I don't want to do a whole podcast episode about, but I, I want to talk about it with you guys. Uh, I want to feel heard and important, I guess, is basically what I'm saying. And I think every single one of the thoughts that pops into my head deserves to be out there in the world. <laughs> Every time, every time I, oh gosh, sometimes I hate myself. Okay, let's go into this next one. So as I kind of said with the last little inspirational thing, we've been scaling, up leveling, making a lot of scary decisions in our business, and it's been a little bit hard. And so I've been kind of digging into my mindset a lot. And one thing that really has stuck with me is just this thought where I'm like, okay, hey, I, I believe, right, that I can make a million dollars. I 100% believe it's possible. And I've seen people do it. I know it's a thing that's out there. But sometimes when I think about me making a million dollars in my business, I, I have a lot of weird thoughts around that. They're not necessarily negative, but I'm just like, yeah, like, can that actually happen? I don't know. Like, I don't know if I necessarily, like, believe it with like every fiber of my being. And so I've been really practicing and trying to not even like visualize myself as like a millionaire because I know you guys have heard that where you're like, 
visualize yourself as where you want to be and like start acting like it. Like we've all heard that, right? But I feel like I'm like, okay, if this, <laughs> this is just like a little practice that I feel like, like actually puts it in perspective to me and helps me visualize like my future self. But I asked myself this question. Okay, if I were to like actually for reals, make a million dollars tomorrow, like hit the goal that I'm wanting to hit. How would I genuinely feel? Like, and not just like, oh my gosh, every problem would be solved and I would feel amazing and blah, 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 blah. That would be crazy. Like, how would I actually feel if tomorrow I hit a million dollars? And I asked myself, like, honestly, what would that be? And usually it's like, okay, I don't know if I would, first of all, be prepared for that level of clients coming in. Because if I'm going to be hitting a million dollars, that's a whole freaking lot of people now that I have to serve that I don't know if I'm prepared for. Also, having that amount of money now in my bank account, I learned after Client Fest, will scare the freak out of me. So I need to get used to looking at my bank account and just being like, nope, there, there's more room here. And I will not be scared about losing the money when it comes. Do you know what I mean? That's something I learned after Client Fest that I was like, oh, I get freaked out when I have like a lot of money in my bank account. I don't want to be freaked out. I want to welcome it. So I'm going to start <laughs> imagining it more. And then I'm like, okay, what else, you know, what else is going to happen? Like if I were to have like a million dollars tomorrow, I would feel pressure to like live up to that million dollars, you know, like all those people now that I have to serve, I'd be like, oh my gosh, there's so many people here and I have to like actually deliver on what it is that I'm giving them. And then I would also think like, maybe this was a fluke. Maybe I'm never going to do it again. And so I'm like trying to like pre-work through all of those feelings so that I can like open myself up to actually having a million dollars, which sounds like very woo-woo mindset stuff. Like I want you guys to know, like I am equal parts, like you got to believe it in order for it to happen and also like do the work to make it happen. And I've found that the more I scale, the more it's not like, oh my gosh, this algorithm and this formula is going to make you get to a million dollars. A lot of it is like, are you actually ready for a million dollars mindset wise, business wise, like mentally, emotionally, you got to like be ready for it. It's annoying. (laughs) Business falls into self-development. I sometimes hate it. Sometimes love it. We got mixed feelings around it. But that's been something that I've been like really trying to ask myself is like, am I truly ready? And okay, if I'm not, what do I need to do to become ready? Because it's okay. It's okay too. Like if you're feeling like, you know what? I'm not ready. Kind of like going back to the limiting beliefs. It's like, you know what? The reality of my situation is I just, I don't want to do that right now. And that's totally fine. Like I'm not going to try and hit this goal right now because I, I'm just not ready yet. And that's a hundred percent fine. Like there's no shame, nothing wrong with that. Like we all are going to be at different levels at different times. We all are different humans just doing different things. Okay. And here's like another thing that's maybe inspirational, maybe not just a little bit random kind of going off of TikTok, but I don't know if any of you guys are on board with me. If you guys want to start this revolution with me, but please, if you are, let me know because I'm doing it and I'm, cause I'm just so sick of crap, but I, here's what, here's what I'm sick of. I'm going to tell you, I am so sick of marketing so freaking sick of marketing. I'm so sick of like niching. I'm so sick of even just like talking about the things that I know I should be talking about in order to like grow an audience and to sell what I'm selling. Like sometimes I'm like, I don't freaking want to, to talk about that. Like 
I love what I do and I love how I help people. I really do feel like there are, I could talk about how I help people and the things that I'm passionate about in my business for hours and hours and hours. But sometimes just like creating pieces of content around it, like Instagram captions or an Instagram story. I'm like, I just, I just don't, I don't want to, I don't. So here's what I'm going to do. And here's what I have been doing. And I invite you to join me as I've just been saying F it. I'm not going to always just post the right thing for that day and try and like look at TikTok sounds and be like, okay, how can I use this for my business? How could I use this for my market? Like, how's this going to help them? Did it like, you know what I mean? Like trying to create TikToks for other people. Instead, I've been looking at TikTok and just replace TikTok with whatever marketing platform you use as like, okay, how can I do this where it sounds freaking fun to me? Which is something I teach and I talk about all the time. But like, again, I think we always need reminders of like, nope, we need to like check ourselves and go back to that. (laughs) So I've literally just been doing TikTok how I want it to. Like I've been posting my outfit of the days. I've been posting like a day in the life of working with me. I've been sharing motherhood stuff. I've been sharing so many things, which feels a little bit scary on TikTok than it does on Instagram. Like if you follow me on my Instagram stories, you know, I can do kind of just share a little bit of everything. But on TikTok, the number one like rule, quote unquote, of TikTok is that you have to have like a very specific niche and anything outside of that niche is just going to completely fail. And that is seriously like the number one thing that I feel like I hear across the board of how to be successful on TikTok. And finally, I've just been like, you know what, F it. I'm not making every single video I post on here about graphic design. Like that just is freaking annoying to me. And if it's freaking annoying to me, I know there's going to be other people out there who find it freaking annoying too. And those are the type of people that I want to hang out with. And yeah, we're just going for it. My TikTok views have been down quite a bit lately because I think TikTok is like, what the fetch is going on? But when I've been posting five to six times a day, and I feel like the things that I'm posting every day, they're some of them, I, I think they're fun. Like it's quality stuff. <laughs> and it's fun for me to create. I'm posting a lot more and my followers are like actually going up. So I'm curious to see like what the results of it are gonna be more like, but I'm just so freaking sick of marketing so freaking sick of the strategies, so sick of like do this and all the rules that I'm literally just doing things that sound fun for me. And I'm not doing TikTok. I'm not doing marketing for other people. I'm doing marketing for me now, which is selfish, but I feel like, no, it's not. It's like selfish in a good way. You know what I mean? So join me on that. Let me know if you have any thoughts on stupid marketing. Okay. Next thing. Next thing that we're thinking about is, okay, seasons in our business. This has been on my mind a lot lately, um, especially because the 10K Girl Gang Retreat is on the seasonal CEO, which by the way, if you want to join 10K Girl Gang and you want to come to the retreat, you can apply through, just go to 10kgirlgang.com or go to the show notes. But um, this is something I've been thinking a lot lately and we're doing our whole virtual retreat on it. We always pick a theme for our virtual retreat. We do them twice a year. We just kind of do them based off of like what people are needing, what would be helpful for them. And what I feel like is going to be the most helpful for these peeps right now. And what I've been thinking a lot is going to our business seasonally. Okay. So I'll, I'll kind of explain what I need. So you guys know, like right now I 
I'm pregnant. I'm due in beginning of July. I'll actually probably give birth in June. Due in July. And I, <laughs> I've been really struggling this pregnancy. Uh, I've never had a pregnancy this hard. Usually my pregnancies don't get hard until the last month or two. Uh, I'm very, very grateful to be preg- to be pregnant. I'm very, very grateful. But the reality of the situation is that it is hard. And feeling like this all the time has put some serious constraints on my business, which can be, again, a good and a bad thing. So I'm looking at this year and I'm like, okay, uh, I'm pregnant for a good chunk of the year, like six to seven months of the year. And then I'm going to be in postpartum for three months. And then I'm going to be trying to figure out how to manage a household with three kids. My husband's going to be in the last year of his master's. We're also going to be building a house. I don't know what this year is going to bring for us. It's going to be a little bit crazy. I know it is. So I am just not going to show up live in my business. I'm not going to be doing any live launches because I just physically can't, just cannot at all. After one of our launches in November, which I talked about and you guys already know, that was like the day that Nobody knew I was pregnant yet, but that was the day that I went to the hospital because I was so freaking sick and I was throwing up last night and I was supposed to be like doing this big, huge launch. It wasn't big and huge, but it was a big launch, you know? And I just like couldn't show up. And I was like, why did I freaking do this to myself? I was like, I can't be doing live launches anymore. And so right now we're like in a season where I just, I have to be very graceful with myself and we're not really in a season of creation. We're more in a season of being more detailed about using what we already have and cultivating that. So we're taking the products that we already have and we're scaling them even further. We're fine tuning the sales processes that we already have. We're really, really trying to scale that on through those methods, not do anything new. And we're also simultaneously trying to take me more out of the business. So we hired a coach so that I could take a maternity leave. And if I need to like say, hey, my kids are sick this week, you know, Hannah, our coach is going to like run this meeting. She totally can, which has been so freaking awesome and so nice. And just allowing me to be a little bit more human. It's a weird change. It's a weird change to go through seasons in your business. And we, I think we always want to feel guilty about having those seasons in our business and feeling frustrated. But something that I feel like I've really learned through going through these different seasons is that the seasons freaking serve us. We're going to have seasons where we're creating and we're hustling and it's freaking fun though, where we're like working till 10 a.m. or 10 p.m. like on a project that we're super excited about and we're doing this live launch and there's so much energy around it and it's so fun. But then there's also going to be seasons where we take it a little bit slower and we're working more on the back end of things and Maybe sales aren't coming through as crazy, but that's coming for another season. It's coming. The seasons come and go. Sales come and go. Clients come and go. We learn things, though, in every season. And that's what the important thing is, I feel like, is the seasons are there and we learn. We just got to give ourselves a little bit of grace and also give ourselves a little bit of credit for figuring this out with all the seasons of our business. It's not, this is not a normal nine to five that we're doing guys. This is not normal nine to five. This is taking on like 7 million different roles in one while still trying to run a house, like, you know, do other house, (laughs) not house. Why do I keep going to house? Like just doing other life stuff. 
Like you, it's so hard to be the one person that your business relies on, the one person your clients rely on, the one person your money relies on when it's like, okay, well, what if tomorrow you feel sick or what if tomorrow this happens? You just don't feel like doing X, Y, and Z anymore. So it's a hard thing to figure out. So I'm excited to talk about it in the 10K Girl Gang Retreat and have like a whole two days to focus on it. We're bringing in so many speakers. It's just, it's gonna be awesome. I'm pumped. Again, if you guys wanna come, apply for 10K Girl Gang. Okay, this is the last thing that I wanna talk about. This is a little bit of a hot take and I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts on this, but this is another thing that I'm over and I'm sick of people romanticizing. I feel like people over romanticize everything. People romanticize the corporate life. People romanticize the business, like freelancing side. And I'm all for romanticizing your life, right? Like that's a big reason why I feel like with TikTok, I'm just posting everything now is because it's helping me romanticize just like the day-to-day life. I get to post things and create stuff. It's just been really, really fun. But I feel like there is a huge problem in our industry where we are over romanticizing six figures. Everything is, I feel like, about six figures. I mean, am I wrong? Like every course, everything, it's like leading up to this beautiful, glorious six-figure mark that you're going to hit. And once you hit six figures in your business, every problem is going to be solved and it's going to be amazing. And honestly, that's just not how it is. That is like complete bullshit. Take it from someone who has been at six figures in their business for a really, really long time and has been trying to get the million-dollar mark. Six figures is freaking hard. Yes, it is awesome. And I'm tr- I am truly grateful for it. I don't want this to sound like I'm not grateful. And also, I do need to say this. Preface this like this is this is I know this is coming from a privileged standpoint. This is very privileged. For those of you who are struggling to get to six figures, I hear you and I see you. And it is a worthy fight to get to. But is it the end all be all? Is it going to solve every problem that you've ever had in your business? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And do I think it's worth sacrificing every little bit of happiness for? No. And I'm so sick of like being like six figures, six figures. Like, okay, yeah, when six figures is cool because I feel like it shows you that like you can hustle and you can work hard and like the things that you're doing are helping people and they're selling, you know, you're you're doing a good job. Like you've got some stuff figured out. But I can't tell you how many times I've heard from people where they're like, I hit six figures last year, but I didn't feel it. I didn't freaking feel it because I not only do they not, you know, my profit sucks uh, because I'm only taking home maybe $20,000 out of the six figures because I had to invest so much and all that stuff in order to get there. But even if you did like, okay, let's say even you didn't invest in a lot and you did just hustle your way to six figures by yourself that's a whole lot of freaking time you got to invest. So you're either like working till 1am every single night with endless clients, you're doing every single part of your business by yourself to get to six figures, or you've invested so much money into courses, coaches, programs, people, like software, everything that by the time you get to six figures, you're like, okay, like, don't really have anything to show for it, even though I'm here. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know. I I feel like getting to six figures is cool because again, it shows you, yes, I'm capable. I've learned a lot. I'm doing it. But getting to like the million dollar mark has been much more of the like, I got to take on the CEO role and transforming from freelancer to CEO 
is where this going from six figures to a million dollars, I feel like is, is what happens. And that transition has been so hard. Nobody has prepared me for it. Nobody's talking about it. And there's no information out there on that. Like, hey, I got to six figures. Cool. But like, I'm still burnt out. I'm still tired. What do, what do I do? You know what I mean? And that's the stuff that I want to see more people talking about. Maybe it's just because I'm currently in that position. But yeah, I just don't know if I was necessarily like warned about it. Not that you need to be warned. I just don't think I understood the actual reality of that whole situation. Okay. So there's my hot take on six figures. Again, okay, this is kind of like the end of our rant session of just like random thoughts that have been going through Carly's brain. And uh, I hope this was a cool episode. It was fun for me to record at least. And I freaking love you guys. First, I want to say thank you for even listening, being here. Your support, guys, means more than anything. It means more than life to me. I freaking love you guys. Second, if you want to apply, I need to be better at this. If you want to work with me, apply for 10K Girl Gang. Go to 10kgirlgang.com. And you can apply to be in our mastermind. It's for designers who are who are at that point where you're burnt out. You're like, okay, I don't ugh, like. Where do I go from here? I'm working with maybe you're working at like with like your clients in the two three thousand dollar budget, and you having to work with a lot of them. This mastermind is for you. We're helping designers scale their business without the hustle, without like selling your soul, and it's freaking fun. Honestly, the group is amazing and i just want more people in the group because we have i mean we have 30 women in there but every time like someone joins i'm just like oh my gosh you're gonna add so much to the group and i can't wait for everyone to be freaking best friends so if you want that in your life you can join apply 10kgirlgang.com and i'd love to see you there and i hope you loved this episode i'll see you guys next week